Welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Elise. And we're glad to be with you today as we continue to walk through this Clarity experience in the year 2020 as we as a church are trying to see Jesus more clearly. And when the fall comes, when uh, we start thinking about going back to school and the season kind of starts to change, we start to think about community. And Elise and I are part of the community team at Fellowship Fayetteville. And so we're all about helping people find Christ-centered community. You know, the passage that I wanted us to just consider as we get started, Elise, is in 1 Thessalonians, which of course we're going to be studying 1 Thessalonians later on in our Clarity experience here in just a few weeks. But in 1 Thessalonians 2.8, Paul writes this. I'm reading from the NIV. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And at least we've built a lot of our ministry around that idea of sharing not just the gospel, but sharing life with other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So some of the things that we have talked about as community, there's three components that really shape the community experience at um, fellowship. And we call that belong, grow and serve. So that first one belong is just such a key foundational component to what community is um, belong. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory, but you are wanting to find a place that you can belong, that you can um, feel accepted, that you can feel known. And someone said it, that it's a place to know and be known in an authentic way. And that really is the heart of what the gospel is, um, to be able to come into a place where you are completely known your brokenness and your messiness, because, I mean, we all have it. Like, we are all carrying that around on a daily basis. Um, and then be met by the grace of the Lord through others. I think it's such an incredible experience. I know I've personally experienced that through the My Community experience here at Fellowship. Um, but yes, that is that is the heart of belong. It's just to find a place where you can feel accepted and feel known for all things that you are. Yeah, I think one of the the lies that the enemy tells people that that we all tend to believe is that we don't belong, that we're the only ones who are messed up, um, that if we try to connect with other people, we'll be rejected. <laughs> and when we actually get in Christ-centered community and we start to hear from other people and we hear their stories, we start to realize we're really not that different after all. Totally, totally. And that's that's such a sad, sad thing. And I know the enemy will will use that, you know, like, like exactly what you said. If um, you're the only one walking through this, you're the only one that's ever experienced that. And that is just such a lie from the enemy. And it's when, it's only when we start opening up and sharing our stories that we actually find out that this is, we're not alone this way. <laughs> we, we are, other people are experiencing this very same thing that we're experiencing that. And um, what a cool place to experience that and feel the tangible grace of the Lord through others in that. Um, I love the passage in John 139 when uh, Jesus said, come and see, you know, to his disciples who were curious. Um, and and to kind of go at that point, like we should be able to create a place where people can um, belong before they believe. I think that's such a powerful way to think about it of um, we want to create an environment that's open to a lot of people. We want to be able to people feel accepted before they are expected to believe anything. And so um, when we can, when we can do that, one of the key ways to do that is sharing our stories of how God has worked through our lives. Yeah. That whole idea of, of being able to belong before we believe that opens up community and small groups to be an evangelistic opportunity Absolutely. because I guarantee you, everyone listening to this has a friend, they have someone in their life that they would love to see that person come to know the Lord, but they know that person is not interested in coming to church. But maybe they would come over to your home or to mm -hmm. your apartment or to a group that's meeting in a park or something that's happening in your workplace, but um, a place where they would feel comfortable and they would feel like they would be heard and their questions could be answered. Absolutely. And so that's all that's all wrapped up in this idea of belonging, belonging to each other, belonging to the Lord. Uh, we can't have community without belong. All right. So then the next one you mentioned is grow. And when we talk about grow in this context, we're really talking about spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. We all sense that we need to grow. Like I've never 
ever met someone where I'm like, hey, how's your spiritual life? And they're like, nailing it. I'm pretty much there. (laughs) We all know we need to grow and mature. The question for us is in the context of a community group or a small group, um, how do we grow? Like what, what do we do to grow spiritually? Yeah, absolutely. And this is just, I mean, you think about it, you know, just scientifically, you're thinking of a plant that has to have the right environment for it to really thrive. And, um, and obviously this just, as Michael was saying, this just builds upon belonging. You have to belong somewhere before that, that, that growth can truly happen. And, um, we obviously see that happening around the word of God. That is really the central, element to make this growth possible. And so whether that's, you know, you're going through a discussion guide or through, you know, a curriculum or through a book, um, we want to be centered on scripture. And that's really where life change happens. Um, the, the word of God is going to transform our hearts. Um, and we have that, that foundation of belonging and feeling safe somewhere and couple that with (laughs) the word of God, life change happens and true growth happens. So what we would expect then to find in any of our small groups would be opening their Bibles, right? And so we want to make that a central part of our community experience. We always refer to it as Christ-centered community. And the way we bring Christ in is through making sure that we're always opening our Bibles. We're always pursuing the Lord through his written word. And Clark always reminds us um, it's God's people, God's word, and God's spirit. Mm. And we see all three of those come together when we gather in community. Um, And so that's always going to be a central part of, of, of our community experience. And I think if anybody's listening and they think they could use more scripture in their life, um, they'd like to talk with some people about the scripture. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all should be reading on our own and hopefully we're all (laughs) tracking along in our clarity reading. But, um, every time I sit down with another believer and we start to talk about the scripture, it just comes alive and the Holy spirit reveals things through them that I didn't see. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul said in Romans one, um, I want to share a spiritual gift with you and receive one. Mm. And that's what happens when we gather in community. And then it seems like, so we got belong and we got grow. And it seems like maybe the third essential ingredient you mentioned is the one that's sometimes missing and that's serve. Yeah. It just, and it's sad because there's this, this is the natural next step. You know, uh, when, when you have, when you feel safe somewhere and you're, you're belonging, you feel accepted. And then there's that natural growth that happens. I mean, truly the next step in the outward, um, flow of the spirit is to serve. You know, if we are around the word of God in a safe place and you're filled with spirit, the natural next step is to, to be outward with our faith. Um, and so that's going to look like a lot of different ways you can engage in that. But, um, yeah, we, we, we want to see, um, each other become the hands and feet of the Lord, um, through how we serve in our community and just through, um, you know, how God, how God's using us and through our word and through our community. Yeah, you know, one of the things we always talk about in Discover, um, which is our our experience for people who are new to fellowship, is that the the Jordan River flows south in Israel, and its terminus is the Dead Sea. And so the Jordan River flows down through the valley um, that forms the center sort of of the nation of Israel. And um, in the spring and fall, the Jordan floods, and it distributes nutrients across the plain. And mm-hmm. that creates the breadbasket of Israel. That's where the agricultural activity of Israel is because um, the Jordan River deposits these nutrients, like you were talking Mm. about the garden that grows earlier, Mm -hmm. um, and it makes the soil fertile when it's spread out. But as it flows south and it carries these nutrients, they, they concentrate in the, in the Dead Sea to the point that it's toxic. It can't Mm -hmm. sustain life. And so these things that were designed to be life-giving 
actually bring death. Mm-hmm. And so that can happen to us spiritually if we're not careful. Yes. If all we do is take in, take in good things, things mm-hmm. that are designed to be life-giving, but we have no outlet, mm-hmm. we can become like the Dead Sea. And mm-hmm. for us, that could look like becoming uh, self-righteous, uh, legalistic, proud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we pour out, if we have an outlet where the things, the spiritual things we're taking in are given an expression of serving others, then that's how we can be spiritually healthy. I always think about um, the feeding of the 5,000, mm-hmm. and uh, Jesus gives the the bread and the fish to the disciples, and they pass it out, pass it out. All day long, they're giving it away. But if you remember the end of the story, they all pick up the broken pieces, and they have a full basket. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a picture of how the Christian life's designed to work, that we, we give it away, we serve, we're out there um, ministering to the needs of others. But at the end of the day, we have the full basket yes, uh, because that's just how the Lord works. And so those three ingredients, belong, grow, and serve, those are the elements mm-hmm. of Christian community. So where would someone find Christian community, at least. Yes. So, uh, you know, that that's really the heart of fellowship is we want to see people in small groups. We want to see people in community because we absolutely believe that's where life change happens. And that's where we really do become the hands and feet of the Lord in our community, in our city, in our day. Um, and so if you're interested and you're not in community, um, we want to help you get plugged in. Um, there's a couple ways to find that. Um, fellowshipnwa.org uh, is where you can find, select your congregation um, and sign up for a community group there or reach out to us. We'd love to meet up with you. We'd love to hear your story and help you find a group that's going to be a perfect spot for you to belong, grow, and serve. You know, I always say it's not the only way to do ministry, but it is a way that I have just seen the Lord bless mm. over and over. I've seen it in my own life. Elise, I know you have. How has the Lord used Christ-centered community just to transform your walk with the Lord? Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, back back after I just graduated and, um, you know, I was working and I wasn't uh, just started attending fellowship and I hadn't really um, gone plugged in yet, but starting plugged into community group, um, found that those elements of belonging and growing there. Um, and it was just a natural next step when I was presented with the opportunity to serve, that that really shifted my relationship with Jesus. I I really say that's where my, the adventure of the faith, our faith comes from of the outward flow of the spirit into others' lives. And I, you know, definitely did not feel qualified when I first stepped in there, but it was so cool to see the Lord provide, um, in the areas I was weak, he provided strength for me to carry on. Um, and he, as you said, he filled up my basket. I mean, there are days where I would go in and feel like I was tanked sometimes of giving myself out, but he always replenished, if not more. Um, I always felt like I was able to continue give and saw life change happen with people I was serving. And so for me, naturally stepping into a small group position with high school girls was where I found my serving opportunity. And that looks different for a lot of people. We're all gifted in different ways. But for me, that was really where um, that life change happened for me. And I found and saw God in a whole new, another way. Instead uh-huh. of consuming, I was now actively pursuing and um, engaged in the game, as we say. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And sometimes that's the last Peace that we need um, in our in our quest for spiritual maturity. The thing that is limiting us is not being engaged with an opportunity to be with others, to serve. And I'm glad you brought up the high school group because um, whoever you are listening to this, there's a group that fits who mm-hmm. you are, your stage of life. We have men's groups, women's groups. We have community groups. We have high school cell groups. We have step studies. We have so many different types of small groups. I'm certain that there's some place for you 
um, in one of our small groups. And so, as Elise said, I would encourage you, you can visit the website, you can give us a call. Every one of our congregations has a community team that would love to talk with you about getting you engaged in uh, some kind of Christ-centered small group. Um, so uh, reach out to us. We'd love to help you get connected. Elise, thanks for the time today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to do this fall. Yes. And we'll see you next time on the Clarity Podcast. <laughs>